Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Welcome back, everyone. Final segment of Inside Sources today. I am Boyd Matheson, opinion editor at the Deseret News. And as always, it is great to be with you. I always want to hear what's on your mind. What are you doing to live in a new now as opposed to just enduring a new normal? Uh, let me know. Let me know what you're doing to stay very present uh, to the moment. I think it's so important. You can do that on our Utah Community Credit Union KSL text line, which is 57500. Again, 57500, Utah Community Credit Union KSL text line. Uh, weigh in. Let me know what you're thinking, uh, what's on your mind today. What are you doing to live in a new now uh, rather than just endure with the angst, fear, and frustration of a new normal? We can do better. Uh, and the real opportunities, as we were talking with uh, pollster Scott Rasmussen, uh, there are extraordinary opportunities. Uh, it is time for us to look around and to realize this is a great time to be alive. There's going to be so much innovation coming out of this. You t- no, no place in the world is better positioned uh, than Utah to lead out uh, out of this pandemic. And that's going to create all kinds of great innovation. We're already seeing innovation happening in our schools, in our higher education. We're seeing it in our businesses and the technology behind it. Uh, There's just a host of things that are going to be absolutely extraordinary. And if we are here now, if we are living in a new now, we can be part of that history. We can shape that history. We can make that history uh, right here in the state of Utah. As we wrap up today, I want to focus on uh, something I've been doing over the last couple of weeks. I've been kind of doing this little bounce through history. So I I went from the the early founding of the the colonies and then I bounced forward to a hundred years or so to get to 1776, and then I bounced forward to uh, 1876, uh, and then to 1926. Uh, and so today I wanted to share w- with you a little bit from 1926. Uh, so this was the 150th anniversary of the Declaration of Independence, and it was actually an address delivered by President Calvin Coolidge. Uh, Coolidge is one of the most underrated presidents, I think, in our history. He is worth uh, doing some reading on. Uh, did some great things. Doesn't get near the credit that he deserves for a lot of the good things. Uh, takes a lot of heat for some of the things that went south uh, in the economic challenges of his time. Uh, but on the, uh, he actually delivered this on July fifth, nineteen twenty six, and this is uh, President Coolidge, and he said, uh, "If the apprehension of the facts be correct, and the documentary evidence would appear to verify it, love just the language of all of this." Uh, He said certain conclusions can be followed, and this is the conclusion. A spring will cease to flow if its source be dried up. A tree will wither if its roots be destroyed. In its main features, the Declaration of Independence is a great spiritual document. 
It is a declaration not of material, but of spiritual concepts. Equality, liberty, popular sovereignty, sovereignty, the rights of man. These are not elements which can be seen or touched. They are ideals. So they have a source in their roots of a spiritual, of a religious conviction. They belong to the unseen world. And then this great challenge, he said, unless the faith of the American people in these convictions is to endure the principles of our declaration will perish. We cannot continue to enjoy the result if we neglect and abandon the cause. And I think that's one of the important things we have to really consider and think through as we look at a lot of the cancel culture uh, momentum that's going on, uh, the tearing down of all the different statues and just determining that really nobody nobody gets a monument or a statue anymore because everyone is flawed uh, in one way or another. But I think the thing that Coolidge was saying that, hey, we're 150 years into this experiment called America, and he was worried then. He was worried in 1926 that the American people were beginning to disconnect from the principles of the Declaration and the Constitution, and he worried about that. And so he he declared that uh, on uh, July the 5th of 1926, uh, he went on. It's a brilliant speech. If you have uh, something you're looking to do today, uh, that's worth taking 10 minutes and reading his entire speech. Uh, he actually concludes by saying the rights of the individual are held sacred and protected by constitutional guarantees, which even the government itself is bound not to violate. If there is one thing among us that is established beyond question, established beyond question, it is self-government, the right of the people to rule. If there is any failure in respect to any of these principles, it is because there is a failure on the part of individuals to observe them. We hold that the duly authorized expression of the will of the people has a divine sanction. Fascinating stuff from uh, uh, Calvin Coolidge. And what he was really saying is, hey, look, if, if this thing goes south, it's a we the people problem. It's because we will have disconnected ourselves from the principles uh, that founded the nation. Now, to be clear, we we have not lived up to those ideals in so many ways. And there are so many places where we need to make vast improvements, even today. But we need to remember that the reason we can make those today is because of the principles they were based on at the beginning. Yes, by flawed leaders, by people who were very complicated and and uh, really products of their time, uh, but again, the reason we can do that is because of what they did. Uh, I, I love the way uh, Scott Rasman said it to it, that we can look back on those and judge them that they didn't have the right sensitivities. Well, we have those sensitivities because of what they did. We can protest because of what they did. We can ask for redress uh, of wrongs by the government because of what they did. We have the freedom to worship because of what they did. So, uh, there's a lot for us to absorb in there. Uh, but if you need a good read today, go read Calvin Coolidge's speech on the uh, 150th anniversary of the Declaration of Independence. It's a great one. And we're going to continue to bounce through these because if you go from 1926, so now we're now we're to 244 uh, years away, and where are we? Uh, in some ways, we've, we've taken very faltering steps uh, on the path to equality and justice, um, but they are steps nonetheless. 
uh, and many more need to be taken, and they need to be taken with the same principles driving our behavior. Uh, To me, the question has always been not so much about what about the principles, it's about what about the behavior? Are we in alignment? Are we congruent with the principles we profess to believe? It's still, to me, one of the most amazing uh, elements of Dr. Martin Luther King was his ability to stand on the mall in Washington, D.C., in front of millions of people, and not to look over to his right at the Jefferson Memorial and say, tear that down. No. He used Jefferson's own words to say, build that up. He challenged everybody to live up to the principles that Jefferson wrote. And we need a lot more of that kind of conversation in terms of how do we move it forward. And that ultimately will be how we all are judged. And I know a lot of us are tired and exhausted between civil unrest, economic challenges, pandemics, Uh, But it's time for us to live in the new now, be present to the moment. Because if we can learn to be present to this moment, then we can look around. We can see that we really are lucky to be alive right now. And we can be the ones that help shape the future and create the history. I'm Boyd Matheson, opinion editor of the Deseret News. Great to be with you on KSL Insight Sources today. And as always, as you go out into the world, make sure you see something that inspires, say something that uplifts, and do something that makes a difference. A stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.